So few things could bring us back together quicker than an Apple event. Absolutely. And I like what you uh, suggested. You, you, you suggested that in the past, we've just straight gone through it, right? And usually in, in chronological order because I just have my notes. Because I watch the last two years, the last two falls, I've watched the event in uh, Mark's Movie Palace. I try to be by myself, but <laughs> certain people keep, uh, keep joining me. The nerve of these people. Same person that joined us a year ago, I think. Do you remember, do you remember him? Uh, there was a person there. Yeah, big beard, big shaggy beard. Remember is an interesting term. He, uh, he messaged me that morning and was like, hey, uh, have you booked Mark's Movie Palace? And I'm like, well, I'm working on it. He's like, well, get on it, man. It's like, he's, he's looking forward to it now. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, no, we had fun. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't as bad. The more, the more. It actually was fun watching it with him, Good. and I think uh, he had. I don't know if I don't know what the situation situation is there. I'm not gonna speculate. They did sit very far from each other, but they were very talkative. So I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on there. Um, you know, it's none of my business. But uh, office romance or what what not. But it was fun. It was actually fun because they were very. Uh, you know talking to the screen you know they were they were very much into the into the event and so that makes it fun but you know i was trying to focus before we dive in it you know for our tens of listeners if you're new he's philip i'm levi we used to work together but now we don't anymore so once every so often ish <laughs> we get together and uh, talk about all the tech and entertainment news that uh, we used to talk about in the office, not at the water cooler, because that's not a real thing anymore. At least I don't want to work in a place where there are actual water coolers. That just seems quaint. Um, but you had a great idea. Instead of going through the full list of everything that was announced, we would each pick our top five. Uh, how did you phrase it? Surprises? or I think it's just the things that imprinted most on you, the things you just felt most about whether okay. that was good whether that was bad whether it was surprising or disappointing or exciting or inspiring yeah i like it i like it so instead of just going through all the stuff we're just going to still talk about all the stuff but through our uh, top five takeaways i wrote down 10 just so that uh, we would have enough you know in case we had some crossover i would not pick the same things that's that's why i, I over prepared you know i i feel like Originally, I told you I think we should go five down to one, but I think it may be better to start with one, go through five, and then do honorable mentions Okay, from there. So start with your top one. Right. Okay. Because I just feel like, listen, come out of the gate strong, you know? Pace yourself, but, you know, let them know, let them know who's who. Well, and then I, that makes me feel like I get to get my darlings just in case we have some of the same ones. This is true. Yeah. Absolutely. But I will let you go first because I... Well... Because I do have 10. <laughs> it's hard to choose. <laughs> it's hard to choose. <laughs> oh, so, so a little bit less altruistic than it seemed. <laughs> All right. So what imprinted on you the most? Number one. is absolutely the always-on watch screen. I knew this was going to be just high on your list. Absolute... <laughs> Shock and delight. What is is it? Is it shock and delight? Is that what it's called? 
Is that the phrase? Shock and awe. Shock, they're shock and awe. Surprise and delight. Um, I was surprised. I was shocked. I was awed. I was inspired. You were delighted. I was delighted. I, I was not delighted by the fact that I have a Series 4 on my wrist, even though I love my Series 4. So I'm not really mad about the Series 4, but I did pretty quickly message my dad. <laughs> I was like, hey... Would you be interested at all? I mean, all I need you to do is just exchange money for the watch. You don't have to be that interested in it, really. Hey, <laughs> would you be interested in buying my watch? Because I'm really tempted to buy a Series 5, which I told Blair about tonight. And she rebuked me hard. Oh, man. Said, I thought I, thought I was, was the one. She's like, I thought I was due. And I said, well, you hardly ever wear your Series 1 that you have. Oh, now she, you bring that up, Philip. And she said, well, you know, I wear it whenever I go to work and I'm about to finish school in December and then I'll be working four or five days full time a week. So then I'm going to wear it a lot. And so I said, it's yours. We'll see if my dad wants the series one. <laughs> Convinced. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I. She also said that she would not want an always on screen. The first question she asked me about it when I broached the subject was, do you have to have it that way or can you set it? <laughs> I said, what? It is an interesting question, though, because I don't, I don't know if they... I haven't read anything that says you could turn it off. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure you can. Because, I, I mean, in, in theory, then that would even increase the battery life, I would think. It's true. Because they, they somehow have kept the same battery life, even with this always on display. It's very true. But so she's, she's totally anti. She even... Um, well, for the longest time, she was had my Series Zero, and... She works at night, so she would start her shift at 7 p.m. And if she had the wrist detection on, then, and it would come on whenever she flipped her wrist up, A, she's like doing like nurse stuff. So she's just flipping her wrists all around, all, all over the place. That's what nurses do. And by do. midnight, right. I mean, that's that's what being she's a nurse is all about. Yes, yes. Uh, by midnight, by one o'clock, dead, you know, a series zero. So she was telling me about this. And I said, okay, well, you know, we can turn the wrist detection off. So we'll just have to tap it. And so she really basically prefers, I guess she got used to that. Yeah. And so she, she has wrist detection on her series one, but she'll just tap it to bring it on. And if she doesn't tap it, she didn't want it to come on. <laughs> Get back in your place. Obey me machine. That's right. But man, uh, I have wanted it always. So I wore a watch before I got my Apple watch, a wonderful, wonderful Casio watch. Not, not a, ca not a calculator watch. But just a wonderful Casio watch that I, I found the other month when we were cleaning out a whole bunch of stuff. And it's so slim. It's, it's really nice, so comfy, um, but, but really, really dumb. <laughs> uh, so I lo love the Apple Watch. Really, really enjoying the speed of the Series 4. But man, I really would love that always on display. But I do feel like, you know, I could do without it. I'm totally used to... I, I mean, I feel like I've actually gotten pretty good, like my just habit wise of just knowing how you flip it up to to get it to come on. And there aren't too many times now when I flip it up and, and it doesn't come on. I mean, I don't I don't couldn't tell you the last time, which back when I first got the watch, oh, I could tell you the last four times because they happen within the last two hours. Yeah. So uh, I feel like I feel like I feel like their detection may have gotten better. I feel like the bigger watch almost may do a little better. I don't know. Um, I, I will say that I feel like some of the straps 
do so differently too. Because some of the straps are li- they have a little more give. Um, it can fit a little looser while not sliding around like the, the sport loop that I've got got on right now. And I feel like it just gives it a little extra oomph when it's coming coming around and just comes on more easily. So I don't know. I'm probably gonna hang out and and be all right. But I am just. I, I mean, it was one of these things, like many podcasters have been saying that I've been listening to the past couple of days, that we kind of all let this ship sail, and it was something we wanted. But there's a lot of things that a lot of things that we wish Apple would do that Apple would prioritize. I really, um, to to expand a little bit to one of my uh, honorable mentions, well. Something you don't know if I'm going to say it yet. Something I thought of. Well, it's not event related. Okay. But I was thinking about the battery life and the battery life that they have. I was actually thinking about this before the event because I was I was uh, oh I was listening to the ATP pre pre iPhone event podcast and John Syracuse was expressing that one of the things he would really love from the watch is to be more aggressive with cellular radios with Wi-Fi radios because it just seems like so often it's really, really trying to use Bluetooth. Um, it's really, really trying to be when with these people with cellular radios, which doesn't make any sense. I was talking about this with my new coworker who's about to get an Apple Watch, and I just said, cellular no. Like it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Unless you just run like all the time. Right. Then I mean, it's the extra cost, and then it's darn near like $17 a month yeah. once you pay for the 10 and you get all the fees, and it's just like, listen. I mean, you can down... Anyways. Um, so, there's for cellular, then it's very, very con- conservative on how often it uses the cellular connection, but it does the same with Wi-Fi. Like, if I am in my house trying to send a message or trying to create a reminder, and I'm across the house from my phone... Like, it probably won't work, even though it has a great Wi-Fi connection. It's just trying to Bluetooth to the phone, and it's so far away that it'll try. I mean, this is on a Series 4. So I really want it to, I, I, know, I mean, I know that it's going to be more more of a battery hit to use the Wi-Fi radio more, but they've got plenty of battery. I mean, I end oh, the yeah. day with with probably 40, 40 to 50% most days. And, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a quick, quick charge. Um, so I, I really hope, I really wish, well, what I wish is that they would have a setting, which they never will, that they would have a setting that basically just says like, how long do you want this to last? Like how conservative or aggressive? So that if you wanted it to last over a four day trip that you're taking out of town, you don't want to take your charger, you can set it to conservative. It's it's going to, you know, pull back a little bit. It's certainly not going to have the always on face if you had a series five. Um, and then if you want to go aggressive, if you want to say, listen, I'm going to charge it every night, just like I do my phone. So, you know, intend to use at least 70% of this battery, no holds barred, you know, to get stuff done and get it and get it done quickly. I really wish they would do something like that. Of course, they're just going to do what they do and they're going to do what they feel is best for everybody. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just really happy to see them going with this, this always on face. It looks like what they showed and just how they described it, like it's going to be done really well um i I think it's not gonna look weird um which i think that you know if it's not gradual enough and it's and it's not done right like i think i think that's been and when you say look weird it's because it's slightly dimmer when you're not 
when your wrist isn't raised. But right. You can still see you can still see the the watch face and the complications, but it's and the way they're doing this right is I guess one with with this better processor and like just a lot of things they're doing internally and something about the refresh rate of the screen. I mean, it was crazy how they were able to do this and still have the same battery life. Um, but one of the ways that they're doing it is when when your wrist isn't raised, it's it's a slightly dimmer, um, you know, image. And and then when you raise it, it it wakes wakes back up but you could just glance down and be able to see it right even at that that dimmer um screen quality i'm excited to see how it how it really looks um in in implementation and i i think that's been that's been some of the complaints of some because i mean there's a lot of android and samsung watches that i think already have this feature but i think that i've heard that they're a little more drastic in the switch Mm. between um so i'm you know, unsurprisingly, Apple didn't do it until they thought they could do it just extremely well. You know, they they don't really um, go halfway with anything. Um, so I'm I'm just really happy to see. I mean, and it was just such a surprise. I mean, so much stuff gets rumored and so much stuff is just leaked to the high heavens. I mean, with just parts and I mean, between Guillermo and Stephen Trout and Smith, and it's just, you know, the doors just get broken wide open. So, I'm, I mean, in one part, it was just great to see something that no one had mentioned was a possibility. Yeah. No one. And it's, it's so much harder with the watches, though, because especially now that they had the big revision to, you know, a, a more edge to edge screen, you, you got to imagine they're going to keep this this uh, case design for a while, mm-hmm. you know, as they as they continue to iterate, which means there's really... I mean, they're all going to look the same for the most part, so it's hard to tell design-wise if there's any differences. So all of these features are driven out of, you know, the software and the internals. And so it, something like this could sneak through because it, it unless, you know, unless you said like Guillermo or somebody dug in and found these these secret uh these little secret treasures, um I think it's easier for the watch to kind of slide by and have these big surprises. So it was really, I mean, when they said it, I was like, what? Is this real? Like, is this really happening? Because it is something that people have wanted for so long. I mean, you said it the last time I think we we uh, recorded a podcast. So it's uh, it's pretty neat. And the, th- the big thing is that they were able to still keep that quoted, you know, all day battery. That's That's huge. I'm not. I'm good. I'm, I'm. I plan on keeping my Series Four for a long time. Cause right. You, you've made an investment. I made an investment, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna let it play its way out. But like, like you said earlier, I didn't wear a watch before, and you did. So that always on display is is a little more important to you. Yeah, Blair. Blair didn't wear a watch before either, because I, I said, well, it's, it's going to be like a normal watch that stays on, and she goes, well, if I wanted a normal watch, I would wear a normal watch. Yeah, Philip. She's opinionated. All right, you're number one. Always on display. That's it, man. My number one is a little strange. My number one is what we didn't get. There were a lot of things that uh, were rumored, like you said, leading up. Some things we were, were just kind of speculating. Maybe we'll hear an update on on some of the non-iOS hardware, like the, this rumored 16-inch MacBook Pro. Maybe get an update on the, the Mac Pro. Um, I don't think Siri was mentioned one time on stage. I can't recall a time that I heard it. Surely it was, but 
I don't know, man. They they were all in on the camera updates, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. Good reason to be in on those. Uh, this tile-esque uh, Apple tracker thing, that never came up, although this U1 chip that's in the phones will probably enable some of that, um, but they barely even mentioned... That. I'm not even sure if they mentioned it by name on stage, but it was on one of the slides. Uh, no reverse wireless charging on, on any of the phones, which was one of those rumors you heard coming into it. And uh, no bundle on services. It was another thing people were speculating about. Maybe we'll have like an Apple Prime bundle. Nothing of that sort. And the biggest, I guess, disappointment to me, if I was looking at the at the Pro phones, no true motion, 120 hertz screen. It's such an amazing thing on these iPad Pros. And if you really wanted to distinguish you know, the, the pro phones with the display. And they talked a lot about the display, um, the, the 2 million to one <laughs> contrast ratio on these, these new OLED screens that they're doing. Um, but I would have loved to have seen the, the true motion on these pro models just to separate it that much more. Um, but I, I don't know, like maybe it's something with the OLEDs. I don't know the intricacies of the LCD screens that they're you know using on these iPads versus these OLEDs on the phones. Maybe it's a little bit harder or more expensive to uh, to get to that that true motion uh, 120 hertz refresh rate. So that was was there anything I missed that we didn't get that that people were expecting? Oh, I, I don't I don't have the list in front. Of, I mean, uh, I mean iPad Pro updates potentially. But I think that 16-inch MacBook Pro is likely to come in the future. Now, whether that's October or whether that's the spring is up mm. for debate. Um, the Mac Pro, I, I doubt. I mean, if they have an event, they'll talk about it, but they could certainly just release some information about it and say, this is when we're starting to sell it. And mm. here, here's the, the configure, the, what do you call it? The configurer? That's not it. <laughs> The configurator, the configurator, the configuration, the, the configuration tool. <laughs> that's that's probably um, it. to show you just how much you're going to spend on uh, actual an actual decent amount of storage in this thing. And I, I mean, what do you feel like they would have mentioned about about Siri? I don't know. I just you know I, I thought maybe there'd be some new iOS 13 feature that they would uh, they would highlight Siri in some way. It seems like they always so do. There is an iOS 13 feature that highlights Siri. If you want me to tell you about it, well, I know back at WWDC they did mention the the more natural. Um, I can't remember how they phrased it, but just more natural sounding. There's that Siri, but there's there's a way better feature. Okay, so tell there's me. a new button in uh, Spotlight. So at the bottom, whenever you search for something, you've had Search Web, Search App Store, Search Maps for a while. I think since iOS 11, definitely iOS 12. There's a fourth, a fourth sibling there called Ask Siri. And so today, sitting, listening to a podcast, not wanting to type anything on my phone, not already being at the home screen, not wanting to tap messages on my iPad... I just command space in the spotlight. I just type message blare, this, that, or the other. And then I tap ask Siri and it goes to Siri and Siri sends my message that I typed. And I really, that's cool. really enjoyed it. And I'm really, I mean, you can do that with reminders. You can do that with any of these things. Um, it, it w- there was kind of a sneak peek to this, I would say, but a really disappointing one um, in that they had type to Siri in iOS. 12 if not ios 11 but 
if you turned on type to Siri, then you really couldn't talk to Siri. It was basically like one or the other. Like when you opened, like when it brought up Siri, it would just bring up the keyboard mm. and you would just need to go to town. And I was like, well, that's, that's not what I want. I do want to, I do want to type sometimes, but, um, so this is almost the, the best of, of both worlds. I'm all about it. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that feature. All right. Number two for Philip. The number two I most. Have a, I have a little more to say about about yours. Oh well, well I've sorry. I always, uh, I always I always try and move on. So quickly. I mean, I'm only number three there. I feel like the tile tracker will come. I mean, especially with that ultra wideband. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Um, is it? I think they just branded it NFC. You, you want? Oh, it, it, I, I don't know if it's NFC or not. Whatever it is, some some radio frequency. Um. That really only makes sense for those for those trackers. Um, do you use any trackers, or would you be interested in using any trackers? I might, yeah, I might for like keys, especially, um, especially now that I just have one key for my my hey. new car. Um, we have been known to misplace keys before, mm -hmm. and we always find them. But um, it would just be would just be a lot better if uh, if we could, you know, and maybe like. It depends. It depends on how small they are because uh, I'd like to put one on, um, you know, on the AirPods case. Even though I know it does record the last location, that's not always foolproof because the battery could go out. You know, I, I would I would feel a lot safer with my wife, <laughs> who's currently down to one AirPod because she can't find one of them. So maybe if they're really small, we can put them on each AirPod. I'm just saying. It's asking a bit much. Uh, yeah, but there's there's some there, use cases there. The future. Yeah, for sure. I I would be and again, it, you know, it depends on price too. I've never used Tile. I've heard they're kind of larger than you would expect them to be to for them to be useful. But um, I could certainly see maybe put one on my kid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel if and and probably when they release these trackers, that they'll be smaller than most anything that has been released i'm sure you'll pay for it um but you know I, I think it'll be one of those apple things where it cost way it cost way more a, a good bit more for sure than well, any other tracker hey listen i mean if price indications for well, i don't want to get ahead of myself we'll unless talk about pricing in a little bit unless of course that you just have to pay a monthly service for it and then it'll be really really low yeah right but um we need we need trackers on some stuffed animals that's for sure Yes. Um, those get lost. It's a it's a five to seven minute affair at bedtime to find the stuffy so that somebody can chill out in bed. Um, so and, that's probably where that's probably the most opportune place for us to use them. And now that we've seen that these U1 chips are in these phones, I, it, it makes more sense to me that they weren't announced yet because it really seems to me like they need to proliferate these devices and get them out in the world so that when they do release something like these trackers, they'll be a lot more useful because the way it's working is they're, they're kind of communicating between devices. Right. And so if, once they get these U1 chips out into the world, then I think it would make more sense to see, you know, something like these trackers in, in a year or two or however long they wait. But yeah, it also occurred to me not more than a few days ago that that's the whole reason why the find my iPhone and find my friends app have been combined into this terribly named find my find app my. because it's not going to be find my iphone and find my friends it's going to be find my keys find my stuffed animal find my this that or the other right so 
then it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, I, the reverse wireless charging, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't included, but I also just don't see it as all that useful. I don't think it would be used very often. So I don't think it's yeah. this huge hit. I mean, the, the battery life, especially, gosh, we'll talk about this battery life. Let me just say the battery life on the AirPods initially. I mean, battery life on the AirPods is so good that, I'll charge them whenever I notice it has gone orange. But even when it's gone orange, I've got at least like a half of a charge left in the AirPods, which is two and a half hours. Yeah. And until we get two years away from from having them. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you plug them in for, is it five minutes for 15 minutes for 30, for 15 minutes for three hours, whatever it is. They have this real fast charge time to get way up there really quickly. Um, and so, I don't feel like it would. I don't feel like it's that much of a hit. Nice to have, I suppose, but it's probably more of a thing that you like having but don't use very often. And I don't know if you were able to listen to ATP before we recorded today, but they talked about this a little bit. It's quite possible that the hardware is in place to do it, and maybe eventually through a software update they enable it or something. You just never. I mean, until we get these phones and crack them open, you, you don't really know. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess there, there's, there's been rumors that Apple just wasn't happy with how it turned out, or the, you know, the quality of it, and so. Well, and they're they're really good uh, with like creating devices to charge things. Right, and and even if they don't have it ready yet, they could at least just tell us that right. it will be ready soon. Yeah, someday. Right. Theoretically. And then when it's ready, then then you then you roll it out. Air power slam. Ah. Um, so, uh, true motion on the pro phones to me, it's gotta come it, uh, I mean, it really, and there are phones out there that are, that are here. Um, not too many of the mainstream ones actually, but there are some phones that have really focused and their kind of market that they're after is premium screen that have 90 Hertz and 120 Hertz for screens. Um, and especially for, for gaming. I mean, Which is I, why I kind of thought maybe this would happen. With Arcade. Yeah, paired with Apple Arcade. I thought that would be a really, really cool thing. But. It's just so buttery smooth. I mean, you just... I, I don't have any devices that have it, so which I'm sort of sort of happy about. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when you spend a lot of time every day on a device that does have it, like like I do with this iPad Pro, then it, it it's, you know, it's just like a luxury that you don't think about until you're spending more time with devices that don't have it. And it's like, wow, I could really go for this. And then just the fact that, you know, they, they're using these, these Pro monikers for these phones and I don't know really how pro they are, but I, I get that it helps separate like, hey, these are the more expensive phones. And, uh, you know, the iPhone 11 is over here. That, that's the cheaper phone. Um, I just felt like that would have been a really nice feature if they really wanted to drive that that pro name home a little bit. Give give you that that better quality screen. So this this may encroach on stuff that we'll get into in the future, but now is now. And I really think the very, very pro thing about the iphone pros is is the three lenses yeah for because sure i think it's really impressive the way that they've designed the software around it where it appeared to me like you can take one picture that is the wide lens the zoom lens and the ultra wide lens and you get all three shots or as is coming in what did they call that crazy 
the fusion something fusion deep deep fusion deep fusion yeah um where it almost like is like combining it all together to form one super image um but apparently the deep fusion is also going to be available on iphone iphone 11 so i don't think it's completely dependent on having the three lenses which is a little interesting to me maybe it's just you you maybe you miss out on some of the detail i guess Right. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing that. But it just seems to me, and if I understand that correctly, that with the three lenses, you take one picture and you get these three different perspectives. That that seems just really, I mean, just really so great to me, and and just really valuable because then, because to me, (laughs) the bad thing about three lenses, if they didn't have that that feature of giving you all three at once, is trying to figure well. Either you would have to manually go through all three of them mm-hmm. to get your to get your three photos, or you would have to decide, hey, is this a is this an ultra wide, wide, or a zoom sort of situation? And just not having to think about it is almost sort of the ultimate Apple way, which is that listen, the software and the hardware were designed together, so they just work so great that you don't have to think about it. I'm I'm really pumped about this new feature. I'm I'm wondering where burst photography will go. Maybe this will be a setting. Well, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I know where you're going with that. I will say real quick, though, I think the way I saw it described was, it. it I, and again, I don't know what the final verdict was on this or if that detail was even released, but I think it only holds all three for a certain length of time. And I don't know if it's based on storage capabilities, because you, know, you got to imagine having three of one image uh, is going to, you know, affect your storage load on these phones uh, more quickly. Got to sell those 512 gigabyte phones, man. <laughs> right, yeah. But I think you'll have a certain amount of time where all three are still available, and then, uh, you know, maybe, I don't that know what the, what the date will be, but after a certain amount of time, you'll you'll just be stuck with the, the photo sure. you chose. But still, really, a really cool feature. Um, the The Burst mode, from what what I understand, because you're about to talk about this uh, quick, quick, what did they quick call take. it? Yeah, quick recording. So if you're taking quick, a f- quick take, is that what they call quick it? Quick take, camel okay. case, and quick take is a camera that Apple released in the bygone era. Mm. So it's a it's a harken back. Yeah, going going way deep, way there. back. Uh, so if you're taking a picture, if you hold down the the shutter, it will switch to recording video. So that's what they're calling this quick take feature. I did hear today that um, because that was what used to be burst mode. Mm -hmm. So if you do that, and then I think if you swipe left while you have your thumb down, it'll go into burst mode or vice versa. It's it's one way or the other. So they're still enabling that feature as well. But that's kind of a deep gesture to to remember. You know, I mean, it's not too deep, but. I I don't think there are many folks using burst mode. True. And I mean, I think it's going to be great. Like, I will love that feature because all the time I'm hopping between photos and videos with my kids. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that, that just sounds wonderful to me. I'm all for it. Before we keep talking too much, let's go to your official number two. We should do that. <laughs> well, listen, when your number one is my A, number B, one C, was, D, was E, things... F, G. <laughs> no. My number... I haven't even talked about G, which is that there was a bundle. It's bundled with new hardware. You get a yeah. a sixty dollars worth year of Apple TV Plus with anything but an Apple Watch, which is sort of weird. It's like, well, I bought something expensive from you. Just give it to me, even though I can't watch it on that. Well, and was Apple so the the bundle that you're talking about was if you buy a device, you get a year of Apple TV Plus, um, but not just device. It has to be a device and, that can you that you can watch Apple TV Plus on. But was Apple TV included in that? Because I didn't. 
I yes. don't recall them saying that. Okay, so that's good. Apple TV is even the iPod Touch is included in that, <laughs> which you know I noticed. You know I found and was like, well, that's interesting because it's only two hundred dollars, and yeah. if you get sixty dollars, it's like a hundred and forty dollars. So then Max, uh, Max two, right? Max included. Okay. Yeah. So everything. Well, that makes sense. You can't watch it on your watch. But you give them like five hundred dollars <laughs> minimum. Know. Yeah. Four hundred dollars minimum. I'm sorry. Um. I see that as a great incentive to buy another Apple TV for our our master. Bedroom. I I guess. You I mean, know? you get you get a full year of Apple TV Plus. If I mean, it's something you're interested in. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna hate waiting for it if I have to. You yeah. know, um, but I mean, I'm sure there'll be some good stuff on there. Uh, so my number two. Well, I guess. My real number two is that they're the same size phones, and they're really the same design other than this additional camera. Still... And you're talking both the iPhone 11 is essentially the, the 10R from a year ago. Certainly. And the Pro and Pro Max are the 10S and 10S Max. Yes. In terms of size. And I, it's not that I hate that as far as the lineup goes. Because I think that I think the 10R is an incredible phone, and I think this 11 adding that ultra wide lens—it's an even better phone—is a way even better phone for less money. Yes. So, like, I'm all for that. Blair's really um, thinking she may want to get this this new green model. She loves green, and um, and this new new green iPhone 11 that they've now released. Maybe we'll go that route. But like, in my the thing about it is that I'm happy and sad at the same time that there have oh, been right. of course these 5.4-inch iPhone rumors for 2020 models that they're going to take. I, I think even the rumor is that they're going to take the the 5.8-inch smaller to 5.4, and I think there was even the rumor they were going to take the 6.5-inch max to like 6.7 or something. They were going to like go in opposite directions, which in my mind makes a, a whole lot of sense if the 10R is going to sit there in the middle. Mm -hmm. And, but it also just doesn't make any sense why they would, <laughs> why they would make it smaller. So I'm like, are you just playing with me, rumor? <laughs> I mean, because as we've talked about previously, like I was this close, like actually took some steps to get to buying a 10R. Um, I'd be all over a, a, an, an 11 if not for this rumor. <laughs> I would be all over, what I would be all over is an 11 and an iPod touch. I kid you not. It's exactly what I would get if there wasn't for this rumor. But this rumor. Let me just stop you, Philip. I think you just need to do it. Okay. Because you can't, you can't keep living your life on the hopes of rumors. But I don't hate my life right now. Okay. It, okay. The thing is, is that the SE for all its non updatedness came along at the perfect time. Because, as previously mentioned on previous shows, that 6S A8 chip was the first one that just didn't feel dog slow in two years, and even four years on, maybe it's the A9, um, even four years on, it doesn't, it just doesn't seem dog slow. I think it is the A9 because the 7 had the A10. Right, right, right. So, the, the, it is the A9. Um and and so I mean I'm really thankful for that because if it was the A8 that's in the six, let alone anything before, I mean obviously the 5S was the 5S, so that's taken care of there. 
but I mean, I'm really happy that it landed where it did because I feel like it's it's the only thing that's given me the longevity that I do have without feeling like it's really slow. Like, honestly, I've got the eight from work and I use it, you know, off and on, you know, mostly using the SE, but I never feel like the SE is way slower than the eight iOS 13. I feel that I've put on the, the SE in my iPad. It's 13.1, actually. Um, beta 3 came out yesterday. I feel like it's quicker than iOS 12. I mean, I feel like they've, they've, they're really coming to the table. I mean, it's not, it's, they, they really are not just talking a game that they, they, are, they are testing old phones way more than they ever were before. And they are, they are fine-tuning things to really take cruft out of the system that it seems was, was fine on newer hardware. You know, it, it didn't deal with any of it. But old stuff, I mean, old stuff, like there were, there were significant years where updating, updating iOS on your old hardware was, was a no, no bueno. So, it, it, you know, it's, it's them being the same. It's the 11 being really, really good. And yet... I just, I don't feel bad hanging out for another year, probably. We're looking at maybe switching carriers. That's the only thing that that has me a little bit uh, unsteady and not sure. But at the same time, like, I could pick up an SE on any old carrier for like <laughs> $150 or $200 and ride that out for however long. That's so, true. Um, yeah, so that, that, that was the most, that was the number two for me that they kept the same sizes and then even even among these rumors just to troll you okay that was your number two. my number two uh pricing i was impressed with pricing in a lot of different areas uh starting with this new seventh gen ipad that they kept that at the same price both for regular consumers and education that that 329 and 299 uh, price bench uh, the iPhone 11 that they dropped that fifty dollars from the 10R, and and it's a it's a way, way better phone to me just because of adding that wide angle uh, or their ultra wide angle lens as the second lens where the 10R just just had the one. Um, so there's just a lot of additions they made that I think make that phone even better. And then the fact that they dropped it fifty dollars, I think it's going to be a no brainer for most people. Um, and then the Apple Arcade four ninety nine a month. I think that's a good price for that service. But the biggie, the biggie, by far, like they had to do this. But I just didn't believe they would. Apple TV Plus four ninety nine a month. I just thought for sure they would come out and be be totally Apple about this, and and say something insane like nine ninety nine a month. Uh, but they didn't do that, and I'm just like, yes, you you're getting this, like you're. You're seeing that you can't just be yourself in this area, like streaming video, especially after Disney Plus comes out with their $7 price point and then that insane D23 <laughs> membership deal where you could basically buy two years up front and get a whole third year for free is, is basically how those numbers it's worked out. Less than $4 a month it's for the three years. It's insane. So for Apple that, to then come in with, a minuscule library in comparison and be like, yeah, we're going to charge $9.99 a month. I just knew that's what they were going to do and they didn't do it. And that really uh, surprised me and impressed me. And 
I'm not saying that I'm going to go in on day one. I think they said they were going to hit, what, November 1st? And I can't remember how many shows they said, but they'll have more shows every month. And um, nothing that they've shown me has really interested me yet. But if I end up buying a device, which I'm not planning on doing currently, um, and then I got, you know, I got the 12 months for free, then great. But um, they weren't going to get me at all if they came in at that nine ninety nine price. So I was really surprised uh, by that. And it, it, it well, in the, in the fact too, that they, you know, they kept the, the flagship, uh, well, I guess I can't call them the flagship phones. The, they kept the pro phones at those same price points too. I was just like, yes, Apple, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Because uh, in the watches too, they kept those price points after increasing them a year ago. Just, I liked what I saw in pricing. So I, I want to hit on the point you just made of, of if you're going to buy something. <laughs> oh, of specifically me. And if, if you were going to buy, if you were going to buy anything, just if you had nothing and you had to buy something, would it be the 11 or would it be the 11 Pro? It would definitely be the Pro for me personally. And this is the same issue I had uh, w- even with the 10, right? Um, those th- they're gonna get me with those cameras anytime. Anytime there's a better camera, except for when they had the plus. The, you know how they used to have like the 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 second camera was only available on the plus. Uh, but now that since it's the same for each size, um, the the iPhone 11 is a great phone. I think it's a really solid phone. I'm really glad they put the ultra wide on there and not the telephoto because. I think that is going to allow them to do some some really cool things with just general uh, picture taking, but also uh, it's it's enabling them to do uh, better portrait mode photos, which you could only do people before on the 10R because they only had one camera and it was all computational. Um, but that third camera, <laughs> I don't know, like just the, the whole combination of things they're going to be able to do computationally with those three cameras would be enough for me that if I was going to get something... I would go. I would go up to the pro, um, just just for the cameras alone. But I'm not going to do this, Philip. I'm really not. I, I'm. I'm. I told you I was 99% yesterday. I'm a full 100% today. And there's a there's numerous reasons why. One is we just bought a new car. But but secondly, I I I'm still happy with my 10. Like it's it's still really serving me well. I, I, I'm having no issues with it. Battery life is still great, which that's only going to be better now that I have a car that has CarPlay because now anytime I'm driving, it's plugged in. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm completely content with my, with my 10. And I'm really excited. What they've done with these cameras and, and all these new features they've, they've added, it's great. But I'm even more excited for what they can do it, with a whole other year to create even better features. And cause you assume that they're going to keep this three camera model going forward. Um, and I just think in general, if we're going to see big changes to the, to the lineup, maybe even in sizes uh, and form factor, I, f- I just feel like that's probably going to happen next year. If it, if it happens next year, I'm, I'm willing to wait another year. I'm very content with my 10. And I think these camera improvements maybe not hardware wise, but software wise are going to be even better in a year. And so I'm willing to wait for that. But if I had to pick, if I had to pick something out of everything they announced, 
then yeah, I would, I would, I would go with the phone with, with the pro. Okay. Do you believe me? I'm, I mean, I have no reason not to. It is, I mean, it's a $300 difference now. Well, listen, I've already bought one of these phones of at course. that price point. So it's, but when you bought yours, only the eight was available. That's which true. Is, which is a non-starter. And I had a basically. seven. So, you know, it wasn't a huge difference right. between those two. I mean, as, as we look towards next year, because we're just gluttons, um, period. Um, <laughs> it is, it's, it's interesting that they've never had more than three years of the exact same looking yeah. phones, especially from the front. Um, you know, they've changed cameras around on the back to, to a large degree, but they had six success and seven. And yes, they had that fourth year of the eight, but it was along with the 10 style. Mm-hmm. So they've had the 10, the 10 S and now the 11 pro. Now they've had the 10 R and the 11. So it seems more likely I don't know. I mean, if if you track that way, then maybe we're looking at the 11 goes to 11S, let's say, and it looks, you know, like the 10R and, and it's still that sort of thing. But then they go somewhere with that with that pro, especially since they've given it that moniker. Um, and then they, maybe I get my 120 hertz uh, true motion. On a 5.4-inch screen? Uh-huh. Oh, Levi. <laughs> Don't you get my hopes up I'm, like that. I'm completely willing to wait. And a lot of that is because my 10 is still doing so well. I mean, this will be the first time I've ever pushed a phone into a third year. I've always been every two years and until I went from the 7 to the 10. That was an anomaly. Um, so I, I'm good. I'm going to, this first time I'm going to do this, but I have no concerns about it because my phone is is still doing really well it'll bring your average back to a solid two year two years <laughs> exactly yeah right. i gotta i gotta you know i gotta adjust for that one that one off and and, and bring it back to two yeah absolutely good, good call out absolutely your number three my number three is that the a10 is in the new 10.2 inch ipad seventh generation and the A10 is what was in the sixth generation. And the A10 is what is in the iPad mini. And the A10 is what's in the iPad Air. I did write this down at one point, Philip, during the keynote. What is... Th- it was when they, when they went... You know, they were wrapping up the iPad section and, and oh, they I, always... I misspoke. The, the A12 is in the iPad Air. I knew, I knew I wasn't getting that right. Okay. So the the A10 was in the 6th generation iPad, 9.7 inch. The one they just released, 10.2 inch. Still has the A10. Didn't even go to the A11. I didn't I, I don't know that I expected it to go to the A12 cuz the A12 is in the iPad Air. Yeah. So that's why that exists. But to keep it back on that A10, I don't know, it just colors me as as stingy I don't really know. all they did was add a smart connector and just make the screen a little bigger and the crazy part i mean love the smart keyboard don't get me wrong but it almost just feels oppressive at that price point because your smart keyboard is darn near half the price right. of the ipad that you just especially if you get it for 80 dollars off which is happening all the time right right i mean it's not going to happen with this 
seventh generation model, to, you know, the the new ten point two with the smart connector. Well, not immediately. It'll hang out but... at it'll hang out at three hundred for a good while because we we haven't hit this we haven't hit this two fifty for the sixth generation until the last nine twelve months. So the question I wrote down during the keynote when they went out to here's our our full iPad lineup is what is the difference between this seventh gen iPad and an iPad Air? Like, explain it to me. I really don't understand. So it, it's the A10 processor and the A12 processor, which has the neural engine, which the A10 doesn't. Um, it's faster Touch ID. Okay, so, st- I mean, you're talking about being stingy. The Touch ID on iPad is first generation. It is the, it is the thing I hate most about my SE. <laughs> Is that it has first generation Touch ID. The 6S is when they got second generation Touch ID. Mm. I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand how much more it could cost to make that worth doing. I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. They both they both go first generation pencil. Um, they go both go first gen smart keyboard. Um, interestingly, the iPad comes in 32 and 128. And the iPad Air comes in 64 and 256. <laughs> it's just a, it's a little odd. I just feel like this means that the iPad Air is not long for this world because I don't think you <sighs> need both of them long term. I, I don't know. I mean, they just released it right in June. Yeah, they did. But End it's of a, May. It's essentially the 10.5 iPad Pro. Without promotion. So, and, and the iPad Air versus the iPad, the iPad Air has the fully laminated display, the anti-reflective coating, the wide color P3. It has true tone. So, I mean, it's, it's a nicer machine. Um, but like uh, Stephen Hackett was saying in a really, really good comment on Connected is that the weird part about it, especially for most people, not you and me, is that they're really, really similar in the most visual apparent ways. And where they differ and where that air is really much better, which is in second generation uh, touch ID, it's in your uh, fully laminated display, your anti-reflective coating, your P3 color gamut, your true tone, uh, your A12 versus your A10, none of that stuff in a store is going to be apparent to anybody. And so right. I I really just feel like they're going to sell tons of these iPads. And I, I don't know where they're going to sell the iPad Airs because the folks that do know are pretty likely to convince themselves to bump from an Air to an 11-inch, especially given that it's a whole form factor shift. Not just that, you know, there's... There's features. I mean, really, the, the feature of the 11 inch iPad Pro is no home button, swipe gestures, ProMotion, um, that sort of stuff. Which, to me, anybody who understands those technical differences between the iPad and the iPad Air and understands how much better the iPad Air is than the iPad is so much more going to understand how much better the iPad Pro. And I mean, this is the game they play. So, I mean, they're getting money. So <laughs> it's not like they're going to be complaining about all these iPads we're selling. But it it does just seem, I mean, maybe maybe it's just that it just wasn't difficult to make because it's just an iPad Pro 10.5 inch 
but no promotion, which is, you know, certainly one of the most more expensive parts of that, I'm sure. Um, you know, first well, ge- first generation pencil. We got a lot of those laying around the warehouse. So, <laughs> and you get 0.3 more inches of screen. So that's important, right? It's extra resolution. You know, I just don't. It just seems like overkill at this point, and can and confusion. It was the same problem I had uh, last year with the whole keep, when they kept the the old MacBook Air and they and they still had the MacBook. Although some of that confusion has been cleared out now with the MacBook Which, being gone. Right. I mean, for the record, it wasn't even a year, right? I mean, it was if I'm remembering right, it was maybe. Eight, nine months. Which is why I think the iPad Air is not long for this world. <laughs> right. So eight, eight, nine months before they updated the MacBook Air with a true tone display, brought the price down, and then old MacBook Air that had been sitting around for years and years and years um, is is not sold in the stores anymore. Yeah. And the uh, MacBook is gone as well. So that, that lineup yes. has gotten clarified. I need this iPad lineup to get, to, and I think all I would need is just take away the, the iPad Air, and, and then it's so much simpler. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of 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 honing the line by minimizing the line. I I, I just want a great product at every spot. Um, like really, I, I would just want them to keep the promo because to me, like promotion is promotion would be. <laughs> would make that iPad Air so much better than the iPad, in my opinion. And it still is, is a big difference. You're still going to get a lot of people that bump from that to the 11-inch, given the form factor shift. But ProMotion... Face ID. ProMotion should be a pro feature only. <laughs> I mean, but the smart connector was a pro feature. The smart keyboard is a pro feature. So all this stuff is is eroding on itself. But I really wish that they would, that they would have basically kept that 10.5 inch with promotion and just kept it at like 549 which i think is where it where it was with the pro um didn't have the h12 processor but anyways my number three your number three my number three massive battery battery improvements all driven by this new a13 chip because like you said Phones are the same sizes. They got a little bit thicker, but that's not going to give you that much more uh, battery in these things. So here's here's the numbers for all of you keeping score at home. Uh, the iPhone 11 got a one-hour improvement, uh, a one-hour improvement over the 10R, which is its uh, correlation, right? Um, so that what that equates to is if you're watching video, um, you know, I don't think this is streaming. I think if you're just watching video... You get 17 hours now as opposed to 16 that you had on the 10R, which the 10R before had the best battery life of any iPhone. This 11 is not the standard bearer anymore, though, because it only got a one hour improvement, which is really bizarre to me. Uh, I don't understand that at all, but I don't know. I don't know how this math works out other than they just wanted their pro phones to have the best batteries. Um, well, so battery I d- life. I did see that the pro models got the slightest bit thicker like almost like fraction of a millimeter or yeah. something um probably i mean probably perhaps imperceptible but enough to put a little bit more battery in there so here's how it, the math works out on these these pro models iphone 11 pro which compares to the 10s from a year ago got a four hour battery improvement so you're now getting eight hour 18 hours of video playback compared to 14 a year ago on the 10s 
compared to 13 two years ago on the 10. So that's a, if you have a 10 and you're looking to update, you're going to get five hours of extra battery on an iPhone 11 Pro. And then the iPhone 11 Pro Max got five hours of improvement compared to 20 hours, or that's 20 hours of video playback compared to 15 hours uh, from the 10s Max a year ago. So the, that Pro Max is now the standard bearer in terms of if you want an iPhone with the absolute best battery that you can get, then you're going to pay for it um, because you're going to have to get that, that iPhone 11 pro max. Um, It's just awesome. I mean, these are huge gains. Usually like, I think last year it was just like, we got another hour or we got two hours improvement. Um, And this year they, they doubled that on, on the top end. It's just so, so impressive. And I, I loved we talked about this a little earlier about they brought out their leader of the like chip design team. I don't know what his his name is or his official title, but it got straight up WWDC for about two and a half minutes. And it was just a straight Apple flex here because there was no need to explain any of this. Not at this event. I mean, you can explain this at WWDC, but the detail they were going into about how they're able to make these improvements and the, the way they were just like, hey, we already had the best, and they showed the the numbers, and they weren't comparing to um, just phones from a year ago. They were comparing the list to phones that have come out this year, uh, comparing their year-old phone to these, and they're still in the lead, and then they just extended that lead. Um, it, it really cracked me up. They, this was Apple just straight up, you know showing showing some stuff off and i i enjoyed it but uh these are huge battery improvements for folks and that's for a phone for most people that's what they really care about right is how long is this going to last me and do i have to worry about battery management during the day you get one of these new phones you're going to be you're going to be getting through the day quite easily especially um uh, uh, well even with the the iphone 11 i mean 17 hours of video playback I'm just using that as the comparison between all these. It's 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 a great it's a great number. So new new battery imp- improvements all all around for any new phone you get. Um, that's where it matters most for most people. I think that was really awesome, and that they were able to do it mostly with software improvements combined with their their chipset, and and maybe probably a little bit with slightly bigger batteries on the on the pros. Super cool. Uh, to me, this is this along with the always-on Apple Watch screen, and and the the added cameras. To me, are, are are the three big things where I don't understand how people are feeling underwhelmed by this oh, event, yeah, right? But especially this battery life. I mean, to me, it's. I think people are not absorbing it to a great degree because it's just a number. I mean, it's just four hours, five hours, but. I just think that that to me is probably going to be the biggest impact that this event has is that people just feel like they don't have to worry about their phone battery anymore, especially on that pro end. I think, I mean, I think 10R people were already quite a bit there. Um, It was already five, I mean, it was already um, four hours more than the 10, five hours more than the 10S. I didn't realize the 10S came back from, from 21 to 20 hours. This is for voice use that I'm looking at. I do want to share some numbers with you um, as seemingly the resident historian on on this podcast. But I'm looking at every Mac as I do every episode. (laughs) And uh, you want to guess? So the 10R uh, 
is quoted as 25 hours of voice use. The 10 is quoted as 21 hours of voice use. The iPhone SE, 14 hours. Smaller, smaller phone. Uh, you want to guess how much voice use the original iPhone was quoted for? I'm going to say four hours. I'm going to say eight hours. Oh, okay. What's really interesting, though, is that that was only with Edge. Oh, yeah. Apparently, 3G really really took a took it there because it was five hours if you were going to talk on 3G. Uh, you could get 10 hours if you stayed on Edge. The, 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 the iPhone 3G yeah. went all the way down to five hours if you're going to stay on 3G. From eight. From eight of Edge. So, I mean, it went from eight Edge to 10 Edge, but 3G made it five. Um, the 3GS kept it at five for 3G. It went all the way to 12 for Edge. Um, anyways, all, all that to be said, there's been a lot of, of battery improvements, but to, to continue, and really... We say battery, but it is that processor. Yeah. And it's it's not becoming it's not by becoming slower at all. It's just by becoming so smart and so efficient. I mean, the even the little bit I know about about engineering and that and that side of things, which I studied some, it's just amazing to me that they have all these cores because I mean, even just a person that understands CPUs to a great degree, you understand how cores work, but every every CPU out there just has this number of cores and all the cores are this speed, you know? And it's just, to me, it's just so genius that they have this number of cores that only go up to this speed, but are just fine for almost every thing you do with your phone. But then we have these two sitting down here to crank up, but hit your battery if you got to do this, that, or the other. Um, but it's just no more, it's, it's just no more power than is absolutely necessary. You know, no more speed than is absolutely necessary. And it's just that whole software hardware thing that only Apple can do because you just can't fine tune it that much when you're Samsung, when you're Google, and you're just picking a Qualcomm chip, you know, off the shelf. I mean, you can do the best you can. And those, those companies have incredibly smart people. But it's just when you are, when you, are you know, side by side in a building with the people writing the software to run on your hardware, then there's just a level of of improvement and a level of quality um and a level of of prioritization of we only want it to be this powerful because we want to keep it this efficient or or vice versa um it's just just really impressive and it's it's the great great thing about apple in a lot of ways they say this it seems like every year fastest cpu we've ever had in an iPhone. So, they could just uh, copy and paste that every year right? I, I just didn't even understand why especially with the enormous amount of applause and it's just like no duh i just <laughs> don't understand it i mean it's like it's like if they just like really really wanted um just an enormous amount of praise for bringing the iphone 11 down to 6.99 as if they had previously had some iphone 11 like 9.99 it's like listen like great improvement but you know just tell us just tell us what it is and and yeah we'll appreciate that 50 bucks cheaper but still more expensive than phones used to be right i mean used to start at 649 um back in the back when the iphone 6 and iphone uh 6s 7 went to 699 i think anyways um so i don't know i just 
the whole you know fastest processor and it has the fastest graphics processor so let's all clap again <laughs> i'm just getting really sick of it because to and just because of the simplistic way it was done where it was just a slide that said fastest processor ever most battery ever like give me numbers yeah. you know like I, I i i could deal with that a little more if you did that at the point where you said this is the a12 which is already faster than all of them and look at this a13 bar it goes further and at that point you said fastest processor like at least you're giving me something to look at other than just words that are just the most obvious thing in the world i mean it's the whole thing like i mean it's obviously just tim cook to a t I and mean, tim cook just like seems to like embody like it's our most advanced iPhone ever. Can you freaking believe it? Like this Apple watch does more than any Apple watch before it. Can you even imagine? It's like, like what, what I, what I would be shocked about is if it wasn't, you know, <laughs> tell me that, tell just me like, that, Tim. you know, we just figured the processor last year was too fast. So we brought it back a little bit, you know, it's like, come well, on. they basically did that with the iPad, but all right. You're number four. My number four is the fact that they went wide angle in the 11 surprises me a little bit because I actually think that the place where people feel that they only have one lens, all these folks that do have just one lens, the place where people feel it most often, I mean, most people in the world are parents, is when you're trying to get something far away, you know, especially children doing something on a stage or on a field or whatever it may be. I think that's probably where the majority of people, um, because to me, like that is that, that zoom lens is useful for total non-photographers for just people just taking pictures of people for the most part. To me, taking pictures of things is where that wide angle really uh, the the ultra wide angle, I should say, really shines. I mean, it, almost all of the, it seems to me like almost all of their ultra wide angle examples were a whole bunch of landscapes that were absolutely gorgeous and, and showed that with the ultra wide angle, like you get an enormous amount more and it is a way better picture because it's not um, this just like encapsulation of this enormous scene, you know, it really gives, it really gives breadth and, and depth and, and air to the whole scene and shows how enormous it was when I was there. But I don't know. I mean, I guess people that travel, I mean, to me, it's almost like people with kids versus people that don't have kids. And of course, you know, an enormous amount of, of, of buyers of iPhones are young people anyways. I mean, us, us millennials that other than you and I, are not having kids early, you know? And if the average is is to be, you know, 30 years old of having kids, well, then a bunch of millennials are going to have to wait till the 37, 38 to balance out you and I. Yikes. So. Um, I, it's funny that you say that because I feel the complete opposite side of this where I think about how many times I actually use my 2X lens. It's it's so rare. I w now, we'll have to see a year from now. Like, what do the numbers show us? on people that buy an iPhone 11, what are they using? Are they using the standard camera? Or are they using the ultra wide? But I think this could be great for people with kids. Um, like uh, Everly's birthday was this week and we were, I was trying to take some pictures, but I want to get everyone at the table, but it's a round table, you know? And I'm like, if I, ha if I had that ultra wide, I actually could capture all of that. And that's not, you know, that's not what you would typically think of 
in terms of, especially with what they were showing. I mean, they were just showing so many landscapes and uh, these beautiful pictures. They did highlight a little bit about, um, you know, it can give you some unique angles for <laughs> for close-ups and stuff. Um, I just think I might actually get more use out of the ultra wide if I was someone that was going to just go with the 11 and not not have that full range. Just thinking of the kind of pictures I take of my kids where, you know, like they're right under my feet and I can't get a good picture of them because I just can't get enough, enough distance. Um, so I'm really excited about that ultra wide. Uh, I totally get everything you said, but I think there's probably some scenarios that people may just not be thinking about where that ultra wide could really help them. Or if you're like trying to get a group picture and you just need, and you can't get too far away, you know? Um, I think there's going to be some scenarios where that ultra wide will be really helpful for folks. Um, and out of all, you know, those two and then the, the three on the pros, I, I'm like, I'm most excited about the ultra wide, but I'm going to have to wait in the, until next year to, to get to play with it. Um, one thing, since we're talking about cameras a little bit, the, the cameras are the exact same on the iPhone 11 and iPhone 11 Pro. I went through line by line uh, and there's no differences. Now, you only get the ultra wide and then just the the, the wide lens. I don't know why. <laughs> this is confusing when, when they call them that. But So you don't get the telephoto on the iPhone 11. But the two lenses you do get in terms of aperture, um, the just the design of the lenses... Uh, it's, they're the same lenses. So, you know, if you're like, man, I don't want to spend nine ninety nine, you're still getting a really great improvement on your, on your photos, um, and your ability to take great photos at that iPhone 11, which by the way, as we've said already is $50 less than it was a year ago. So I'm, I think that's awesome for people that are, you know, what do we use our phones for most often other than taking pictures listening to podcasts well yeah you and me but for most people it's 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 really a camera um and they've just gone all in we haven't even talked about well i don't know if i'm going to mention it or if you uh, we haven't talked about like the the night mode and i can't remember what they what they actually named that um they just really went all in on these cameras mostly because they had to because there really weren't any other changes physically that were going to separate these phones too much um, but I'm, I'm super excited about that ultra wide. So that is a really good point that some, a lot of, some pictures you take of your kids, they are kind of too close. And, and when you're just doing stuff with them, you don't really want to take steps back in order to take a picture of it. You want to stay right there with him and take a picture. And of I don't so, know, I don't know if your kids are like my kids, but if they see me walking back, they're like, Oh, I, well, he obviously wants me to follow him. Right. <laughs> I'm like, No, stop. You stay there. <laughs> so that, that is, that is a good point that the ultra wide could, could come in really handy in those sort of shots. So they just didn't show a lot of those scenarios. It's true. Uh, it's true. They did talk about it some, but I think for most people, like, and maybe I'm just under underestimating who most people are in my mind, just because I know I'm, I'm just thinking most people are probably like me, like with a family. And I know that's not the case, but um, I, I think there are some really great uses people will get out of the ultra wide if they even are, realize that it's there. <laughs> the thing, you know, there's going to have to be some like education there and, and they're trying to do some things visually in the camera to help make that easy. And then the, the whole like rotate wheel, the switch between cameras, mm -hmm. I think is going to be great. Um, 
So yeah, they 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 killed it on on the camera updates this year in software and in hardware. Yeah, I I I felt this last year actually um, when they released the 10s, and in that I feel like Apple could do better with the announcement to show these great, awesome photographer photos that just look amazing, but also just show a lot of just normal people type photos um, and just how how a normal person is going to use this in in their normal lives. I mean, and I feel like there's some really sort of obvious examples of like kid at a birthday party where you do want a close-up of the kid, but you also kind of at the exact same time would like, you know, the whole family around the kid as well and maybe just the kid's face but then also the kid with the birthday cake in front of him and i feel like well those three different lenses could give you all three of those at once you know same thing with like a kid at a park is like you want to show the kid like on the exact swing that they're on and zoomed in on them but then it's also nice to get a, a larger frame view of you know here's the whole park that the kid is fitting within um so i don't know i i'd really like to see them i'd really like to see them ha- give the phones out beforehand not just to professional photographers but to a bunch of normies yeah and 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 let them go go wild with it and and to show i mean because to me you wouldn't have to show that their photos are as good as the as the as the professional photographers but just show that they're still really great so it's not just that you have to have lighting sensibility and know about aperture and know about um uh, exposure and 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 all the different you know, things you can do to really be an expert at photography. Well, and that deep fusion feature too is going right. to just take that all Somehow, next level. for some reason. Yeah. Just make it, it's just going to do all that stuff for you. And it's, the fusion's going to be so deep. <laughs> it's going to be so deep. Um, so after saying all that, you feel like it would be worth $300 to have the telephoto? I don't know if it would be worth it for most people, but I would do it because... I don't know. When I'm thinking about getting a phone, I'm not really looking at at just the big number, right? There's that. There's that. And and so and I've already bought one of these phones that's at that price point, so I've I've felt that <laughs> that pain. And especially uh, if you're looking at 3 years, which yeah. it seems like I mean is 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 way more uh possible without without any pain um with you know with every successive model. Yeah, and I'm going to do my best next year to pay for it up front and cuz I really have felt the pain recently because we were still we still had those iPhone 7 promotions on our bill um cuz it was like whatever 30 months that the promotion lasted. Mm. So even after we both were not on our iPhone 7s anymore, we were still getting that bill credit every month and then it just vanished and yeah, it was it was a big difference. Uh, in the in the bill when that happened, so we're real. I, I we're really close to paying both both of our phones off, so I'm not too worried about it. Mm-hmm. But I would like in the future, it just would be nicer if if we saved up a little and then just bought them outright and didn't have to mess with having that added on to our monthly cost every every month. So that that is a great a great point that it's it's not really three hundred dollars. It's much more. A hundred dollars a year if you keep it for three years. So you're really looking at like eight bucks a month to have a telephoto lens to use every one of those thirty six months. Yeah, so. and I just think, 
man, I just the some of the pictures they were showing, I was like, yes, yes, I want that. Yeah, when I go when I go places like that, I, that's what I want is that pull. And and most people are thinking the other way, like, no, I want to go, I want to be able to zoom in more. But you could still use that ultra wide and then just crop later and and kind of get that same effect and not lose a lot of detail. Well, so you say that you don't use the telephoto very often. But you do take a lot of portrait photos, do you not? It depends on how much light I have, you know. Right. Like I've I've gotten to the point now where I know, hey, this I'm gonna get a good portrait photo here, or I'm not. And mm-hmm. so, it's just really dependent on the lighting in the moment. Um, and and I think portrait mode has gotten progressively better with each generation. Um, but I'm still on the ten, so you know. It, it, there's only so much they can that it can do to improve every time that there's a new OS update. Um, so I'm I'm just I know I'm not going to get a great photo unless I have really great light. Uh, and one of the things about these new phones uh, is that you can do portrait mode uh, with with either one if you've got the three cameras, which is awesome. That's a that's another feature that I haven't said that because then it's not just that that's going to help you get even better portrait photos because you don't have to it's hard you have to be a certain distance away to get it to work but now with that ultra wide if you if you're um and that should work on uh i mean i guess that i don't know how that how that plays out on the iPhone 11 with just the 2 but with a 3 like you can choose either either one which i think is just going to make make it possible to get even better portrait photos more frequently um, because sometimes it's hard to get at that right distance and then you've lost the moment especially if you're trying to take them with kids it's just it's difficult yeah are we to my number four now we are to your number four now. my number four apple watch studio this was a late announcement in the keynote but it is so great and i wish that they would have had this uh you know like a few months ago um Actually, it wasn't a big deal for me this time because the the one I wanted, I, I mean, I probably would have got a black band instead, but whatever. So Apple Watch Studio, you can come in to an Apple store and you can pick your, your case finish and then pick the, the watch band that you want. So you don't have to go with their stock models anymore. Um, I didn't see, maybe you can tell me this, I didn't see if this is even possible for online orders, can you still just mix and match and then pay whatever it is that you're going to pay to get to get it? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's great, too, because you just pick your size, you pick your uh, case finish, That's and awesome. you pick the band, and you can just swipe through every single band that they have and see how, what your case finish looks like. And, yeah. I mean, they, when they were talking about it, they really stressed, like, coming into the Apple Store just to have that experience, which, if you can... That's the way to go because you can then see them in person. But um, wow, yeah, it's such a cool thing because now you can get exactly what you want and not have to play this weird game of, of you know, which which one do I buy? Do I want this finish on the aluminum or do I want this band? Now it's it's all taken care of, and I think that's that's a really cool thing for people that are in in the market to get a watch. Yeah, and especially for those that are getting. Uh, uh, second or third watch because you obviously got a band with whatever watches you've bought before and so this gives you an opportunity to definitely get you know a, a new band so i'm all for that 
bring back those nylon bands, though. Come on, Apple. Your uh, fifth and final, what was the, the standout to you, your last standout from Apple's fall 2019 event? So my last one, number five, has got to be something that once it occurred, just seemed like one of the most obvious things that everybody should have been able to recognize before the event, which is that this rumored and leaked uh, fast charging 18 watt charger that is still really sleek and fits in one um, part of the outlet, leaving the other outlet open is so obviously going to be on the pro phones and come with the pro phones and not come with the non pro phones. And it, it just makes, I don't, I don't know that I'm happy with that because of the minuscule cost that there is between the two of them, I'm sure. And how great it would be on a 10 R that has this enormous battery to have that included with a USB C cable, no less USB C to to lightning. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it'd be great to have that, but I mean, when you think about Apple, it makes total sense that this is the way that they went. Uh, and I mean, I am just glad that they went this way. I mean, it, it's it's kind of up there with the 16 gigabyte models being sold for so very long that they've just had this five watt charger in there. Um, and so, I mean, I'm, I'm just really glad to see this, this redesigned way higher wattage. The underrated benefit of this, too, is that if you have a, Mac, a MacBook Pro or a newer iMac that has USB-C uh, inputs on them, now you can finally easily connect your, your iPhone or if you have an older iPad um, directly to your computer. Um, so you can get a, you can get a charge uh, that way, like if you're on a, on a flight or something. So I think that's a, one of the underrated things about this too. And I guess it's the same. It seems to me like it's the same, which we have one right here. It's the same exact brick that you get with the new iPad pros. Except okay. You've got the USB-C on one end and the, the lightning on the other, yeah. which you don't have with the, the right. iPad pros. But. Well, and it also, that USB-C to lightning cable will allow you to charge any lightning device from an ipad pro yeah see even more benefits i like that too um my last one there's really not much to choose from left here but um i'm gonna throw this one in because uh i just thought it was so dang cool that filmic um demo that they did this filmic pro app where they're you're gonna be uh, no they didn't mention how much (laughs) this is gonna cost i'm really curious about that but the ability now that you have two cameras um, on the iPhone 11 and three on the Pros, this app will allow you to record two of them at the same time. And this also includes front camera as well. It's not just the back cameras. There's just so many cool um, use cases that I could see coming out of this for like journalists or people who think they're journalists uh, <laughs> or people like me that that shoot you know, fun videos at work or whatever. Um, I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be a really cool thing because now it really amps up the possibilities, especially because all of these are in 4k now, except for the, well, I think, I think even the front camera, they said you could shoot in 4k now as well. So, um, thinking about that, you know, I mean, if you shot with the ultra wide, and then just the the standard wide, but if you shot both of them in 4K, there's even more. You you could almost have four shots, even though you're recording two. Because if you're going to output to 1080, you can punch in on both of those shots. It, 
it just made my mind run wild and I'm I'm really excited about that. Uh it's just so cool too that the fact that they can push that much 4K video and and record them on device. It all goes back to that A13, man. It's wild. Thank you, Johnny Saruji. I'm just looking here and uh they only go up to 256 on that iPhone 11, which I'm I'm becoming more and more surprised about. Yeah, and you can get a can you, can you get a terabyte on the the pros? Uh, just a five twelve. Okay, just a five twelve. Just a five twelve. You can get a terabyte on the iPad Pros. That's what I was thinking of there. Um, a few notes that I, we we didn't get to things I wanted to mention before we we close up. Um, Pascal's wager. What a name for a game that was. <laughs> and why is that not in Apple Arcade? That was bizarre. I wouldn't think they would show any games on stage that aren't a part of Apple Arcade. I thought the same. Really strange. Um, I had this thought, could mobile gaming be like mobile photography? You always hear the saying, it's the camera you have, right? That's that's the most important. Well, with this Apple Arcade, I don't know. Could this... I mean, mobile gaming is a big thing anyway, but with this focus on quality and and you know better games in apple arcade could this become more of a thing yeah and i don't know i was thinking about this because i think this is a great point that you're making but you say that mobile gaming is already a thing and i almost feel like not to nitpick about what gaming is but i almost feel like it's almost like mobile entertainment yeah is is a thing right um and part of that is these these sort of you know these sort of very mobile games um they're fun to play i mean i'm I'm not i don't have anything against them but there's obviously a lot in apple arcade especially that i've seen that it, that is not in that realm um it's it's much i mean it looks much more triple a than uh you know mobile studio trying to you know pop out an iPhone game and just get it out to as many people as possible. I just think, I mean, just the, the funding of these being a part of Apple arcade and being funded by Apple, I think just creates a totally different uh, environment to create a game in and to sell a game in and, and to know how you're going to make money from a game. So I'm really excited about Apple arcade um, because I, I, I've been, I've been really impressed with a, with a number of the, of the demos, the, not really the demos, but the previews that they've come out with. Maybe I should have said, could quality mobile gaming be like quality mobile yeah. photography? <laughs> yeah. And I, don't, I don't, you know, I don't know that it's really non-quality. It's just almost kind of like short to a large extent. And not, not short in that you can't just dive and suddenly you've spent two hours playing the game. But it, that those two hours were not continuing two hours in the story. It was playing it know 20 30 40 times just in this over and over sort of thing which is which is fun tim's getting some guns on him i thought that when he first walked out those arms are getting big tim uh my favorite ios feature that was shown it was this was mentioned back in wwdc but they brought it up here again and i just thought it was so cool it's actually an ipad os feature is the full page pdf screen grab I don't know if that's just on iPad OS. I kind of wonder because um, it seems like something you could do on both. But I, I, I wrote down on iPad OS, but maybe that they were just showing it on there. Um, that is so cool. And that 
I, I just love that. I'm really excited about that. I agree. Um, and then just one little note that I've heard people talking about, and you've, if you've seen these phones, um, the pros have that matte uh, finish on the back, which I don't know if it's like actual matte. I've heard it described more as like a frosted look. Um, but the, the, the pros in the iPhone 11, they, they are reversed. So the back on the pros is matte, but then the camera bump, the back of that is glossy and it's just reversed on, on the iPhone 11 where the, uh, the, the camera bump is matte and then the rest of the phone is glossy. I just thought that was kind of an interesting way because they look the same, essentially that square for the camera bump, but you just have more cameras on the pros. Um, it's just interesting that they, they did that. I did see Gruber call this out today on daring fireball that, that both the, the camera bump and the rest of the, the back of the phone are all from the same piece of glass and they're doing the different finishes, but it's all one piece of glass. <laughs> I don't know. It just would seem really wild to me that they're designed that precisely like that. I thought that was pretty cool. All right, one last question for you, Philip. You kind of asked me this hypothetical earlier, but I'm a lot more interested in asking you this question. So uh, everything that was announced, services included, well, the services weren't announced, but prices were announced. Um, what are you getting? I'm most sure about Apple Arcade. That seems like a no-brainer. Really? To me. Cool. Well, I'm excited to, to hear that. Especially with the fact that it's $5 for the whole family. Yeah. Because my kids all have an iPad mini each and they all play these terrible games that I don't want to pay for because they don't stay interested in them. And you get a month, enough. you get a month trial free. Which sure. Really but for cool five too. bucks, like I'm going to use, I'm going to use it to make it worth $5 just individually. Um, so, I mean, Blair enjoys, Blair enjoys some, some mobile gaming, especially, you know, this real, mobile pithy you know and short burst gaming and i'm sure there'll be some of that within apple arcade um and yeah so i'm really i'm really looking forward um to some some more almost kind of switch caliber games you know getting there with, with touch controls and um and being able to play them on the apple tv too will be great um so i'll, I'll be i'll be interested to see how how that is and how they how they take advantage of that so Apple Arcade is is a no-brainer to me, especially at that price point. The Series 5, I feel like at this point in my life, not two hours ago, but right now, I'm talking myself out of just that maximum importance of the always-on display, you know, and it'll always be there in the Series 6 and the Series 7. We'll see. What's and, hilarious to me yes. is that a year ago... You were like having a full-on existential crisis about whether or not you even needed a watch, and now here you are a year later, and you're like, yeah, I could maybe buy a new one. I mean, if things worked out the right way, I mean, I could get an always-on display. <laughs> I've mean, wanted the always-on display for so long. That's true. I mean, that that to me was like feature of all features. If you had known way it was freaking coming. better than cellular. I even, in the car today... I took a note that I think that I would prefer an always-on Series 3 to a Series 4. 
And I know that you absolutely would not. It's way too late in the podcast to be dropping <laughs> that kind of nonsense. What are, what are you? No, I'm not even going to ask. But as I, think through, as I think through it again, I think that... Um, I, I think that... Because I don't really... I did early on. Like I said early in this podcast. I did early on notice that it wouldn't come on. And I don't know how much of that was that they've bettered just how often it comes on. Especially because... They don't need to save any battery. Yeah. Don't save battery. Quit that. Um, and I've certainly just got used to the motion that it that it requires. There's not an enormous amount like there were two years ago, certainly three years ago of times when I just feel like that's just aggravating, you know? So uh, I think I'm all right. I'm going to hang out with the, with the Series 4. I think I'm going to be just fine. Um iPhones, Blair, Blair may get an iPhone 11. She's really eyeing that green one. Uh, she's got an iPhone 8. Um, I think she's just finally gotten warm to the swipe and losing the home button and losing Touch ID. And um, I, I definitely see in her all of this talk of the fact that, like, normies just like what they know. I mean, they're not looking for some great. Whether it's, they don't see it really as an improvement as much as they see it as just a change. And they don't know if it's going to be better or not. Cause it's certainly, cause good to them is familiar. Like familiar is a wonderful thing. Um, n- not so with, with us, uh, us techie, techie folks. But so I, I think she's kind of warmed up to, you know, she sees more and more people with them and you just get used to the fact that, yeah, the home button's just not going to stick around and you know you'd have so much more display here um to have so that'd be great um the ipad if it had the a11 i'd be so much more likely to get it um we should definitely talk about this but i bought a i bought a fire tablet on prime day that i left out of our prime day show because we didn't have enough time to get into that but fire tablet is down to 30 bucks (laughs) $18 for a case to go with it. So $48 all in. And basically it was me just trialing like, how much do I really love that size? Should I really go spend 400 for a mini on an iPad mini? Or do I not use it often enough? Is the fire TV good enough that has just like a, you know, thing to just grab. It's a little bit bigger and and that I mainly watch video on anyways, you know, just throwing the football game on there or something while Blair's watching Gilmore Girls for the, for the 70th time. I mean, you know, I was going to say seventh is probably more like it, but that's that's probably actually like literal seventh time all the way through. And the past few times, including the, the Netflix, you know, extras. So seasons. More power to them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm not really interested in 10.2 because that A10, I just feel like, listen. Just a little, little stingy Apple, and you know you're not fully laminating the display. There's not any of that. Uh, I don't feel like it's just an enormous improvement over the one that I have, especially especially because the more I think about it, the less interested I am in the first generation pencil. I mean, I use yeah. the first generation pencil when I when I had the old iPad Pro, and so I know that like it was the best stylus out there, but I didn't feel like it was a slam dunk 
And and the times that I've used the second generation in the store, I mean, you can tell me what your experience has been like, but to me, it's two, three, four times as good as that original pencil. So much faster. And then just the, the practicality of charging it and keeping it with the iPad, it's just so much better. It's just a better overall experience. Yeah. It's just it's just a tough buy to buy an iPad with a home button at, at this point. I just feel like, you know, but what if I just hung out, waited for the pros, new pros to be released, old pros to come down some. Yeah. And uh, you know, get get more of the future than I usually get. Well, Philip, I enjoyed it. Those were our top five each so 10 total this is record time 10 total takeaways plus a lot of extras because we just couldn't stop ourselves well and within each takeaway there was a sub takeaway here right. and a sub takeaway there and a <laughs> tangent here and a tangent there so we pretty well covered the entire event but uh in a, in a different method this this time a very authentic save it for the mic if you ask me i liked it all right man see you next time <laughs>